All right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, it's Patrick. I'm the host of Stories That Inspire, and today on our uh, on our episode, we're going to be going back to a little bit more of a traditional format. Um, here is Blaine. Blaine is uh, Blaine Cox is my roommate. Um, he's one of my I don't know you'd you'd say decent friends, right, Blaine? I'd say good friends. Yeah. <laughs> good friends, yeah. Blaine is actually the person that I sleep in the same room with because we're in uh, we're in we're in Banger. Um, together so we kind of have that like two person then common room then two person set up again nick is one of our i guess sweet mates you'd say yeah sweet mate um but yeah nick is the guy i had on the podcast last week um but yeah blaine it's good to have you here um i'm glad that you made it onto the show um and that you're gonna be the guest for this week but um but yeah blaine and i first met i think what was it we first started talking to each other maybe back in july uh yeah when we wanted to be roommates yeah i i was did I reach out to you? Or did you reach out to me? I think I reached out to you. Yeah, we um we first started talking and like we only had like a like a sixty or seventy percent match on the thing of like um like if we wanted to be roommates or not. But it ended up working out really well. We had a lot of the same interests. Um, Blaine's a little more fit than me. Blaine uh Blaine goes to the gym almost every day in the morning and he uh, he he puts in the effort. He crunches um, like no one I've ever seen. Um, Blaine, Blaine also eats a lot of M&M cookies, so if you have a hobby with, uh, with eating desserts or baking, I'm sure Blaine will be the guy to, uh, <laughs> to hang out with <laughs> whenever we're at the dining hall. You're always, you're always all over those M&M cookies. Oh, my favorite. Uh, but yeah, so that's, um, that's kind of a little bit about us and our relationship. So um, I wanted to ask you, Blaine, what story did you pick for this week? Uh, it's called The Alchemist. It is by, I believe... His name is Paulo Cohen. I remember you uh, talking to the uh, talking about me personally to this, not like when I asked you to come on the podcast. How have you? How many times have you read the book? Uh, this will be my third time. Okay. It's Paulo Coelho. Paulo Coelho. So, um, yeah. So, what um, what are some moments from? Or I guess tell us what the story's about a little bit. Give us a tidbit. Um, so it starts off this shepherd boy. He, um, he's just going about his days. He told his dad that he wanted to be a shepherd, but now he's, he's thinking otherwise. He met up with a king who told him just to follow his, uh, he called his personal legend, his inner dreams, what he wants to be. And so the shepherd boy goes on this adventure where he falls in love with someone and he goes through a whole bunch of hardships and he quits on his dream but then he bring have something brings him back on to the dream and he finishes it out and he ends up meeting the alchemist as the book's titles is and he like finishes his dream and figures out like who he is and what his personal legend was so this this alchemist the alchemist is like kind of a mentor character in the book or he's like he's kind of like a just a overarching figure or like yeah he's the i mean um, both he uh, the king was definitely the the mentor for most of it but gotcha. once he he goes to Egypt and he visits this oasis where the alchemist is and then at that point the alchemist is his mentor he like guides uh, the the shepherd through uh, his journey of alchemy gotcha gotcha so this is like historical fiction slash fantasy kind of thing or is it more historical fiction it's it's more like it, I, it's not really historical fiction, okay. other than it's like 
just set, set in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, uh, I think that's I think that's a fascinating when you talked about it originally. I I kind of looked at it a little bit, and it's not something that I well I knew I knew you're a chem major, so I thought you know that kind of relates to you there. But other than that, I thought it was a really interesting pick for a book that was your favorite. Um, just because I had never really heard of it, and it's not something popular, and I think that's kind of when I knew that we were gonna be decent friends, because because you you had something that just was very significantly just you. Um, and there, uh, what are some moments you can kind of give from the story that um, that maybe really resonated with you, or some things that you kind of, I guess, uh, think about a lot, or moments that you think about from the story a lot. Uh, one that's coming to mind is. He he spends a year and uh, this is the shepherd, correct? Yeah, the shepherd. Right. He spends a year and uh, he's working for this uh, glassmaker and he's helping him improve his business and he's helping him make money, but he just kind of forgets about his his dream. He forgets about his uh, his goal of finding the alchemist, which he didn't know he was trying to find the alchemist yet. He just knew he had to go to Egypt. Right. Um, he was just looking for. Um, like he was just making money and just being in the moment and um, I forget what exactly but something really pulls him back into it and then after a year he takes all of his money and he goes back to being a shepherd for a little bit he buys some sheep and uh, he really starts going back into um, like losing his goal losing his uh, dream forgets about it and then he gets like inspiration and he goes right back to going to Egypt and he uh, like he journeys across uh, the desert of Africa I think that's a fascinating theme or maybe even like an underlying message within the book I think so often sometimes in college but especially in high school at least for me personally I would kind of lose what I was targeting for, or maybe you're so focused on that one thing, you know, um, and being comfortable with where you're at. Like I know for a long time for me, the you know, I'm sure for you, the goal was to just, you know, push myself a little more, apply to more colleges and, you know, keep going forward and forward and forward with that until you reach that goal and you're, you're into school and then it's graduation. And it's kind of like a now what moment, you know, like what are you doing for the rest of high school? And like, I feel like, you know, sometimes you get that in college. Sometimes you get that in your, your, you know, your life after college. Like, what are you really aiming for? And I think that's a question that a lot of people have to figure out. A lot of people are just good with being comfortable and not chasing their dreams. And with, I don't know, with someone like me, I, I really enjoy writing. You know that. Mm-hmm. I, I spend time yeah. writing in my little desk chair that I <laughs> that's right up against my wardrobe that I can't get out of. Um, but I, I really enjoy that. And I think that for all the other writers or people who pursue their dreams out there, that um, there's something to be said about really going and trying to achieve that dream of um, whatever it may be. For some, it's writing. For some, it's drawing. For some, it's painting. For some, it's a whole host of other things. Maybe, uh, you know, being in a pharmacy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Is that your dream? I, <laughs> Making drugs? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Making new drugs to help people? Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like too often we get very comfortable within our own lives and don't get to think about pushing past those boundaries. And I think definitely with the alchemist that I, I feel like that's inf- 
just you talking about it, that's influenced me in a way of, you know, maybe I'm too comfortable here. Where, where can I push myself out creatively? Um, I mean, have you ever had thoughts like that after reading the book? That actually, the first time I, I have read it three times in the past 10 months. My first okay. reading, my first reading was December. I had, um, actually applied to all the schools, uh, that I wanted to, I had gotten accepted by most of them at that point. Uh-huh. And I was complacent and uh, just like in the middle of the book I was just like feeling it out just going through the motions and it really it really set like like by the end of it it was like oh I can I still have time to like prepare and like not figure out what I want to do but like try to get ahead and like pursue what I wanted to do deeply yeah I I think that's a, a great message for a lot of people and I mean I had kind of one of those moments with, um, I read the book It by Stephen King, and that's, oh my God, that book took me forever to read. I would go on and off again, and I would read it on, you know, car trips, or like one time we went down a flight, down to a flight. I ended up, like, I started it, I think, in October of the past year, and then I ended up finishing it in like January or February of this year. And uh, I just remember after reading that book, one of the main messages of that book is to not forget to kind of be a kid and to have your dreams and stuff. And that was a book that really profoundly influenced me. And I mean, I, I think the same for you. Like, you, you don't want to forget about that dream. You don't want to be complacent within um, within your world and within uh, what you can do. And I think that's one of the things that stories can really teach us is about how to achieve those dreams. There's a great quote. I can't remember it exactly who said it. I have it on my phone somewhere. I could look it up, but I'm not going to interrupt from the flow. You know what I mean, Blaine? <laughs> But, um, but yeah, there's a great quote. I think it's something like, uh, when you're a kid, everyone tells you to chase your dreams, but when you're an adult, um, people get offended if you even try. And I think that, you know, I think that really says a lot about our society in general. It's that don't be afraid to chase your dreams, even if you're growing up, you know? A lot of people might think it's ridiculous. A lot of people might think it's stupid that you don't have a traditional nine to five and, you know, whatever. But all the best people don't have nine to fives. <laughs> all the best people are, you know, innovative. And I'm not, I'm not hitting on nine to fives. If you want to work a nine to five and you're, you're fine with that, absolutely go for it. But for me, I want something a little bit more. And I think a lot of people want a little bit more to be extraordinary, to push past those boundaries. Um, and I, I, I want to ask you next, Blaine, is, is that Shepard character a character that you relate to? Or maybe there's a different character you relate to within the novel? Um, yeah, um... Definitely uh, the shepherd. And then there is another character that uh, like I picture myself as before um, I read the book. He was, it's an Englishman. Um, he, he, he met the shepherd boy and uh, when they were going across uh, the deserts of Egypt and he was, he was looking to, he was the one that was looking to find the alchemist. Right. And, um, the Englishman was like set like he was gonna find the elixir of life and the philosopher's stone he um, it wasn't like his dream but it was his it was his life goal he wouldn't let anything come in the way of it and he um, he missed out on a lot of opportunities he didn't find his um, what his dream was he didn't find his personal legend he just knew what would get him rich and what would uh, make him like everlasting and I think that before going through high school and 
even a little bit in the summer, like I was fixated on what I was going to do. I wouldn't let anything get around it. And then I would go back to thinking about like just the shepherd boy who decided to up and go to the pyramids of Giza and realize that I can, I can have outside influences. I can, I can change my mind. Yeah. I think that's really good too. Like, I mean, you, I think in college, you're a lot like venturing out into the into Giza or go, trying to meet the alchemist in the sense that you're still trying to figure out who you are. And I think that that's one of the things that, especially here at Xavier, we all do every day. Like, I mean, I, um, I told you about this, obviously, when I got back yesterday, but as of fall break, I went to go visit some friends at uh, Ohio State. And uh, I enjoyed that. I had a, had a lot of fun hanging out with them and stuff. And you know, there, there were a lot of people that I didn't get to see for a long time, but it's, um, it's just different and it's a different environment. And, uh, you know, you kind of see what's going on with people that you haven't seen in a while, but, and, and I got to feel that feeling of adventure again, of going out to the, the Giza or whatever. But I think there's always a place that you come home to, you know, and, you know, you know, that place, um, where you feel at home. And for me, like, I was excited to come back to college. I, I really didn't think that when I, uh, when I, you know, when I started here, and not because I hate Xavier or something, it's, you know, great campus, but I, uh, I just was nervous about, like, what it would be like if I went home and I wanted to stay there, but I find my, I found myself itching for, uh, for that atmosphere, those people that I've come to know over the past month and a half, two months, um, and really longing for that, weirdly, because as weird as it was, I, I, uh, I really missed, like, the room and hanging out with everybody and, you know, hanging out with people down the hall and going to get food together and stuff. And it's just, you know, over this past month and a half, two months, you really feel the bond that you make with people um, in such a short time. And I think that's something that nobody should take for granted. Um, they always say that, I, I, at least what I've heard the most, is that, like, your college friends are the people you're going to, you know, stick with for your entire lifetime. And I... I'm starting to believe it, you know? Like, I mean, you hang out with people all day, every day, they're gonna be some of your best friends. I just think that that's a lesson that you can learn from the alchemist, that, you know, going out and venturing and trying new things is, you know, it's it's a wonderful experience for everyone. Um, but moving on to a bit of a bit of a different topic here, I wanted to ask, I couldn't really ask this to Nick uh, last time because it took place in the real world and we were following an NBA player. Um, is there anything that kind of like captivates you about the world the alchemist is set in like or something that like just other stories or like the feeling that it gives you that you can't really find anywhere else considering that you've read it this third time now yeah um yeah it's so it's it's definitely a like a fantasy type novel there's this one scene it's at the very end he they are, he, he was on his way to the pyramids with uh, the alchemist, and they get stopped and they get captured by this, um, like, war group. And they say that um, for them to be able to leave, he has to turn into the wind. The, the shepherd has to turn into turn the wind. Turn into the wind? Turn into the wind. Like, turn around or, like, turn physically into the wind? Turn, like, like physically into turn the into wind. Turn into air molecules kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so he goes up to this hill, and he, uh, it starts off, he prays. He prays to God because he, uh, he grew up very Christian. Okay. And so he prays to God, and then um, the, uh, the son replies, and the son talks to him. And 
the, the shepherd says, I need to turn into the wind. And so the son says, I can't help you, but the wind can. So he talks to the wind and the wind, and he's just trying to figure out everything, what he wants to do. And the wind is being all uh, philosophical and, <laughs> and whimsical. But as they keep going and as their conversation gets more intense, the wind like swirls and swirls around the shepherd boy and bringing sand and everything, almost like a tornado. And then it frightens the, the war here, or like the war group, and they they leave, they let the two go, and like that's just... That's such a cool moment. Yeah. It's giving me... <laughs> one of those people that whenever I watch the movie trailers or hear the characters say something, I get, like, you know, the goosebumps on my arms. <laughs> like when I see uh, that, we were, <laughs> we were watching that um, Black Panther trailer when we went to go oh, watch yeah. that horror movie the other night with Nick. Um, and I, I remember getting goosebumps on my arms then just because I love the music from it. But, like, you know, that gave me goosebumps now because it's just, it's such a magical, like, you know, moment. And other stories have that, too, of, like, you know, the, I'm a big lover of the mystery in fantasy. And that, to me, is, like, such a great element of, uh, you know, not really knowing what's going to happen in these characters in this fantastical world. And that, I think, is a great demonstration of that. And it, obviously it's not anything you know vastly different like you're not talking about like there's crab people or something like that but like you know it's that's it's magical in and of itself i think and i think that in a greater sense is this why fantasy is my favorite genre is because you know you have that mystery fantasy is just kind of a backdrop for all of those other great things that you want to put into a story um like the mystery of it um but uh moving on a little bit here um what do you think that, in a greater sense, I know we've talked about some of the messages of the alchemist, but what do you think that the story is trying to say, like the ultimate journey of uh, the shepherd? Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure, like, two sentences, don't give up on your dreams and pursue your personal legend. I mean, pursue what you want to do, pursue, pursue, like, what brings you joy. I think, too, what might be interesting, like, what what is your personal legend like what do you what do you want to follow what do you want to do what what has that made you realize um so the way i take it is personal legends are something that you're always 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 pursuing always looking forward to right you i don't think there's a set point like a set journey that you're going after yeah that's just my personal thing though oh that's i i think that's vastly interesting like i mean um because a lot of people, I feel like, even me, like, I would, I don't know what I would say, but I feel like I would say, like, one specific thing. And I think you saying a lot of things really takes the message of the book that you're just following whatever you want to because you want to. It's not necessarily, uh, it doesn't always necessarily have to be for a reason. Like, you're just trying to avoid that complacency. Um, and, you know, slowing down and everything is nice sometimes, and it's good to get a break. But if we're not pursuing something, then what are we doing with our lives? You know, how are we furthering uh, the I guess the species in a greater sense, but how are we furthering ourselves, and what are we doing to uh, to make that change? And I, I feel like I see that a lot with you. Like whenever, you know, whenever we're hanging out, you're always like, "Oh, I'm gonna get this work done," or "I'm gonna go to the gym and better myself," or you know, you're a very proactive person, is what I'm saying. And I think you take a lot of that message to heart. Um, but I think that one of my one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, it always comes to the end here. Um, is there anything that you think the alchemist has inspired you 
to create or you know if not how how do you think it influences your life on a daily basis um and you know what have you learned from the lessons of the story that you like practice regularly in your life uh, I, I know it's kind of a loaded question take yeah. your time <laughs> um i'd say just it's taught me to keep going and keep uh like evolving what I want to do not staying specific not being like oh I'm a chemistry major I'm going to go into research and do research the rest of my life it mm -hmm. keeps me like wanting to explore what all I can do and what schooling I can go through and how many things can branch off of that and not even just schoolwork like life like even like you said I lift a lot which <laughs> I'd say I do but like how much I can how much I can do with lifting if I can if I can integrate chemistry into lifting if I can do just like intertwine and adapt everything in my life to make it like for one bigger goal I think that's a really great message to hear from like college students too is that you know college again is about exploring who you are and I was just having a conversation before the show started with uh, our podcast manager Jesse about how he's going to go to uh, to fencing later tonight, um, and he was he was talking about the you should have seen it he had, he had his mask out and he's talking about it looks like the the beekeeper mask kind of thing, um, but I think that that's like that's a really cool thing too like you know you have parts of you that build up to a bigger whole and that you know you're a, you're a greater person because of the smaller pieces. And again, like that thing about like, you know, integrating chemistry into lifting or like, you know, uh, bettering your schoolwork so you can become a chemist or, you know, not doing research all the time and maybe wanting to work in the field a little bit more, seeing how pro uh, products actively test, uh, test excuse me. Um, I think that's all very interesting to kind of support a larger goal because I feel like a lot of people, especially me, um, I know I would check things off like my checklist of like what I want to get done and I, I, I regret that sometimes a little bit because I think that you know you shouldn't be checking off boxes to get to a larger goal you should be understanding how those pieces fit into the larger puzzle I guess that's life um, but yeah I think that especially what I've learned today is that Blaine you're such an ever fascinating person <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, I cannot make a weird face at you when I say that but uh, but but for real, I think that the thing that I've learned today is that everyone is a little bit different and everyone has their own goals and everyone wants to build that larger piece even if they don't say it all the time. Um, as, even with the podcast, like this is part of my journey, I think, in becoming you know a better a better writer, a better speaker, getting closer with friends and stuff and getting to have people on the podcast that I that I care about and that I know or maybe in the future don't know as well is really cool and I think that's the journey of what we're trying to accomplish and I think it hasn't been better uh, said yet so far than through the alchemist so it has uh, it's been a really good time talking to you Blaine and uh, I really appreciate um, you coming on the podcast yeah so. I appreciate it. this was I mean this was a learning <laughs> experience for me so <laughs> yeah for sure um, but yeah before we close I want to give a big shout out, obviously, again to Blaine uh, to thank for coming on the podcast, and a shout out to our podcast manager Jesse for helping out with everything. He's a wonderful, sweet man. Um, but yeah, so that's all for now. That it has been stories that inspire. I've been your host Patrick Hayes, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye.